Just Giver Podcast with Ryan and Keys. Conversations about giving it your all, embracing life to the fullest, and giving back to the people, places, and communities all around you. Welcome, 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 human beings of planet Earth. You are listening to Just Giver, and we have a special episode tonight. Don't we ever, my guy, Rye. We got our first ever guest, and who better Mm -hmm. than the one and only Jeffrey Holden. Jeffrey Holden is a 99 free ski world champ. He's a founder and director of Western Canada Freeride and instrumental in implementing junior free ski competitions across Canada. He's a musician. He's an innovator. He's a curator. He's just a damn good dick guy. And he's the founder of the motto, keep the vibe high. Let's welcome to the booth, to the house, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Jeffrey Holdem. Welcome to Just Giver. Chappelle. Giver, Chappelle, thank you for the warm welcome. Much appreciated. Happy to be here. King Star. Thank you very much, Jeff. Stoked to be having this conversation with you. First podcast, Just Giver podcast. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you. (laughs) What an honor to be number one in the gate. Amen. in uh, In the early conceptualizing of this, your name was the first one to pop to the mix, so it only seems fitting that we're doing it on the 1st of February 2023 and right in between the Red Canadian Open events, just capturing a bit of magic in the middle, you know? That's it. And a bit of background history. Mm. I met Jeff about eight years ago when I got the job at Red Mountain running the events, and Jeff came into town, and I'll never forget it, brother. You were sitting in the cafeteria, classic Holden, you know, big breakfast. I walked in, met you, big eyes, big expression, <laughs> full of life. And I just knew from, from, from that moment, I'm like, all right, we're going to have a, yeah, I'm, I'm going to like this guy. We're going to have, we're going to have a, we're going to have a friendship. This is going to be sweet. And uh, ever since then, you know, we've been running the Canadian Open free ride championships the legendary free ski event up at red mountain uh for the last seven years going on eight years now and i've uh, been you know learning along the way about jeff's life his lifestyle his life motto his energy his passion he brings to life and and giving back to the younger generation so once again jeff welcome to just giver and we are we are grateful to have you here so thank you Thank you, Ryan. We want to really keep the vibe high and kind of kick it off on a good note. Not just the first guest, but we're going to start off with a question for you, sir, which is our first ever listener question. And this comes from a good friend of yours, someone you've worked along with with the free ride in the last few years, the starter himself, Mr. Major Page McPhee. And the question he wanted to ask you was... Mr. Holden, what planet do you actually come from? 
because you're out of this world. <laughs> Big star. In a good way. In a, good In way, a great way. The pager. Wow, we'll just kick it right off, eh? What planet? I'm from planet Holden Space. Nice. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Good. Cheers to that. Nice. We like that. I think we'll uh, unpack the Holden Space a lot more as we get in, but maybe let's regress to the metaphysical world. I only had the chance of meeting you for the first time really the other day as we were ripping around granite for a couple of groomer laps. But where's Jeff from? How did you get here? What's the the basic background of coming out west? What are you known for? All those things. History. History. Okay, well, I was born in uh, Steeltown, Hamilton, Ontario, the armpit of Ontario, some would call it, and that was uh, educational. I moved uh, a little more to Stony Creek, kind of a little bit on the, the east side. I played a lot of hockey. I played a lot of baseball. Really? Yeah. We had a cottage at Blue Mountain, so the weekend getaways, ripping the old big baby, was uh, <laughs> outstanding. <laughs> There's some kindredness already yeah, between yeah, you Chappelle two. Yeah, Chappelle and his Collingwood roots there. There's definitely some uh, connection. So I started skiing when I was two, when I was two years old, and I definitely fell in love with it. The mm. local uh, hill was pretty much uh, an escarpment, and you know we build the kicker, pretty much launch half the hill. But we had the night. You know there was some night skiing. It was definitely. Uh, Something I really enjoyed being able to get off school and at least, you know, go to a hill like that feeling of connecting with, with, uh, gravity. Mm. And we would bounce across the border quite a little bit, like Holiday Valley, spent nice. quite a bit of time, Holiday Killington, Vermont, nice. uh, banging some big hard bumps. <laughs> and I felt like I kind of, you know, I don't want to say cut my chops because that's pretty hilarious. <laughs> but I do recall. Made you mustard. You know, skipping school on a snow day, skis on the back, walking right down the right down the highway to the Devil's Punch Bowl, the eroded bowl in the mountain. And uh, we would ski the steeps and we'd hike it and ski the steeps of the Punch Bowl, kicking up dirt, rocks, popping some airs. Um, it was kind of, it was an interest, an interesting spot. It's got a, like a big observation deck, this big cross that kind of gets lit up at night and sort of hovers, got a nice view of Lake Ontario. Sounds sweet. But, uh, yeah, Greg Stump licensed the thrill, you know, licensed the thrill in the back pocket there, <laughs> inspiring the early days. I pretty much fell in love with the beauty that I witnessed West and pretty, pretty much knew exactly where I was going when I yeah when I finished school I'm surprised that I did but I did uh golf helped work me through really me through staying east cool. for those years I I played on a Accuform junior tour um you know 36 holes a day on the weekend it kept me out of trouble you were literally in the pocket wow. a lot of the boys you know <laughs> the, the the partying was 
was uh, definitely a thing back in those days. So I felt blessed to be able to, you know, get off school, ride my bike to the club. I had a, 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 a job at the country club. Uh, so I played for free and uh, I played a lot of golf. I had some friends that had golf scholarships, like really good players. Hmm. And uh, yeah, walking the links, nice environment, birds, nature, and a, a focus, you know, focused sport. The game's not, not an easy game. So that's pretty much where I was at. It was okay, radio and television broadcasting. I was looking at it. I was like, no, West. And what year was the the pinnacle point for making the move across or really dipping toes West in the water? I'm in 1994. I knew mm. I was straight to Whistler. 1994 nice. was was that a dream for you? Like, what at what age did that become? Like, because I, I can relate heavily being from Ontario, and I didn't even know that you grew up, you know, playing hockey and baseball. Those were my two favorite sports as well. My backyard was Blue Mountain night skiing there and whatnot. Um, but at what point or what age did you, did you kind of start thinking about, I want to move out West? Oh, were you like, I want to be in the mountains? Like what was the, what was the motivation to get out here? Oh man. What was license to thrill? Was that like 88 or 90? Yeah. So I was probably, like that. yeah, I was probably 16 ish. Yeah. Somewhere around there. And, that's hmm. that's when I pretty much had my sights set, and uh, yeah, finished school and 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 headed west. Rolled into Whistler, had a had a little A frame lined up in Emerald. Perfect. And uh, I landed a job as a as a chocolate chef at the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory. So I I had nights. I was working nights, <laughs> you know, making fudge. I love the caramel apples with Oof. dark chocolate chips. Oof. I mean, still to this day, <laughs> this I is uh, work a few events in Whistler, and that's you know. I'm in shout the out to those factory. caramel fudge apples, man. <laughs> Dude, anytime this guy is like we're at a food establishment, it's chocolate, chocolate brownies. We witnessed. No it the wonder other you day. love chocolate. Yeah, I love okay. chocolate. I, I some you know I'm, I don't I really have a particular substance um, addiction, but if I <laughs> do it's chocolate nice 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 you have a sweet tooth yeah i i, I don't really have much of a sweet tooth but yeah oh we i'll bond with you on that hence, one hence sure. the paradise brownies mate that was that was <laughs> yeah right keeks was keeks star was talking about ripping some groomers there and i i was really enjoying the reminiscing yeah at the paradise with the chocolate brownie you know yeah. takes takes me right to some right, special reviews. Nice. And then I guess, yeah, 94 onwards in Whistler, a lot of progression happened in that era in those years. And I guess you're skiing and yeah, the evolution of some competitions and shaking it with some other big names of that era out there. Um, tell us a little bit about skiing in, in those times and who you were brushing shoulders with and highlights i guess well 94 i i mean i was just i was blown away i just fell in love with ski touring and that was pretty much what i was fully focused on on doing so much so that i my backpack my good sleeping bag 
and my touring gear was really all I felt I needed. So the A-frame was nice, but I shuffled out of there for a more simplistic mm. um, reality. So I shifted from the chocolate factory to Surefoot, banging boots at night and, and skiing all day. Uh, 1996, jumped in my friend John's Camaro, and we drove to Alaska for the Worlds for the wow. World Extreme Skiing Championships. And that was a process for me. We were in Alaska at Girdwood, uh, which was the qualifier for the Worlds. And I was kind of like taking a look at it. I definitely felt like a deep passion for um, backcountry skiing, riding big lines in the mountains. And to mix passion with competition was um, a process for me. So I sat with the process and I was mm. like, okay, I don't have a lot of cash here. How long can I stay in Alaska? Mm. And I was like, you know, this, this entry fee could be a heli drop. So I waited out. I went to, um, I went to the worlds on Thompson pass and basically checked it out. And I, I had some friends who dug a snow cave and basically lived on Thompson pass for about a month. Wow. In a snow cave and ski toured on the daily. Ski toured out to some bigger, bigger lines like Valley of the Tusk. That's when I really fell in, in love with the Tusk. Um, didn't ski it that year, but later, later skied it in, in, in 1999 along with a, a few other big lines. And I came back strong, really strong. No doubt. Yeah. So back to Whistler. Um, just feeling supercharged, fully lit up, fully in love with with the mountains, and AK was, you know, it was it lived up to what I what I saw in the ski films. Met some beautiful people, had some really good times with some good friends, and and uh, climbed and skied. Yeah. So, you said the first qualifying event was at Kirkwood. No, it's uh, called Girdwood. So Ali, oh, it's okay. in Girdwood is the town, Alieska Resort. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, just Alaska, outside yeah. of Anchorage. So was Alaska. that was that your first like ski competition you were in? I didn't. I didn't enter it. Oh, yeah. I went there. Oh, you just went to go as a spectator? Or? Well, I was checking it out. Yeah, was, yeah. I was feeling ready. the process. I, I yeah. was feeling yeah. it. I was. Yeah. I was gonna drop. Yeah. But I I wasn't fully feeling it. This the contemplation, mixing passion with competition, on that level mm. was if it, it was something. It was something for me. So it was ninety seven, ninety eight in Whistler when I, there it is. Okay, boom, McConkey's coming to town. Seth's coming to town. Mm -hmm. Oh wow! You know the 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 Whistler champs. So that event was on the table. A lot of my friends were, you know, like the Dave Gullies, my friend, uh, good brother Brett. You know, a lot of a lot of the homies were going in. So I was like, man, the way to I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna step in. Yeah. So I dropped in, got in the start gate, and I came in fifth mm -hmm. in that contest. And the ball started rolling for me. Olin skis. Next thing you know, I was like, wow, it's a beautiful pair of skis. 
all in skis owned by K2. Next thing you know, I'm down in Vashon Island at, at the factory, really feeling like I was getting a, a more in-depth experience with, uh, with the ski industry. And that, that ball started rolling. Wow. Yeah. So, so all that kind of, <clears throat> all that stemmed from entering that your first comp and, and getting fifth and then yeah, in the spring, I, in the spring that contest came around again. Whistler, I I think I came in second. I think Hugo Harrison won it that year. Okay, I'm behind Hugo, and then we roll into 1999. Okay, mm. so how many like how many competitions? Because I don't, you know, I was born in '91, so like, <laughs> but, but like how many competitions were there at that time like during a season was there was there was there just you know a few of them happening well, the IFSA was, was sanctioning um i believe five that they that created the free skiing um world tour at that time okay yeah so mountain sports international was running um you know, that was sort of the primary company executing those events. IFSA was essentially ranking those events. And at that time we had a five-stop uh, world tour. Hmm. Wow. Uh, there was other events, you know, like there's the Pontiac, you know, free skiing challenge Whistler was throwing out. I'm sure a lot of other areas where resorts were popping out free, free skiing events at that time too. Mm-hmm. It was free skiing. That was the term. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Free skiing. I really like that um, inflection of yourself there, Jeff, of kind of recognizing that you have just such passion and connection to the ski touring world and skiing big lines and really going, but not quite knowing if that's where you want to blend it and take that drop kind of in the competitive world yet. I think that's a lot of, it's a thing that a lot of people probably face along the way, whether it's early stages of their experience or career whatever you want to call it or later on when does play become or do, when does it lose its it's it's, it's joy and its original drive so that's it's a fine line right yeah there. yeah that's really a, neat it is a fine line and i felt like i i really brushed up against that fine line in 1999 mm. when my it was a big snow year in whistler yeah and my great-grandmother had just crossed over and I was up on Black Hole Mountain in essentially in the venue. So Diamond Bowl, you know, that, that, yeah. that event was either in Ruby or in Diamond or on Chainsaw. Um, and at that time it was in, it was in Diamond. So it was, I was up there in Diamond Bowl, sun's going down and I brought uh, some roses up there with me. So I'm doing a rose ceremony for my grandmother, just tapping in. And I uh, I saw this uh, line, like this hanging shelf. And I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. So cruised over there, looked at the line, had a big chasm. I was like, okay, this is going to be a piece of work. <laughs> and that's kind of when I, I really felt like I really never really enjoyed school. You know, sitting in the classroom, sitting at the desk mm-hmm. was not my education of choice. But researching the mountain and researching lines, getting inside them, being with the energy of the the land, you know, the spirit of the mountain, the the place, the space, I really felt 
a deep connection to that type of work. So researching lines was something that I really loved to do. Mm. So it's like, all right, this one, you know, has had the connection at that point to, you know, an energy with my my grandmother, with my ancestry. So I ended up laying a plank across it, like a two by eight, walk the plank to get to that particular line. But that came with um, a discussion, you know, it's like at least 100 feet, 100 footer, really steep takeoff, relatively flat landing, like, all right, this is interesting that Mm -hmm. I'm called to this particular puzzle, you know, okay, can I put this piece of this, this puzzle together? So ask my friend, Brett, Brett, what do you, what do you think? What do you think about this? I'm, I'm, I'm looking at this and I'm actually not sure whether to shoot it or not, or just do it to do it. At that time we were, we were charging hard we had a crew of us the cameras were not really the the focus yeah but hitting big airs frequently throughout the day you know was was the focus so Mm. i felt a little bit tapped in on that level you know more connected spiritually so it was a thing to consider whether i was going to shoot it or not and i felt like in that conversation up on that mountain looking at that line with brad it was it was like a decision to to create the art and then share the art form. So at that that time, you know, uh, Scotty Falmer brought the camera up there. Bars brought the camera up there. My friend Bruce Rolls brought the camera up there, who actually just wrote, you know, dedicated that particular air because he shot it. Awesome. And uh, and it was quite a an incredible day Mm. hit that air hit another 70 foot lower back up on the mountain nice bluebird bluebird day and at at the end of the day one of my heroes you know you asked me about who inspires like how did i find my way out west you know like trevor peterson was someone who who really inspired me um you know watching trevor and eric you know rap films and um uh, the sun was going down. Bruce handed me a ski pole, and and he was like, "Your spirit really reminds me of Trevor's." He's like, "Have I want you to have this pole?" And uh, and he gave me one of Trevor's poles. And uh, righteous, I was like, "Wow, okay, powerful." Ski down to the valley with it, and and yeah, it was powerful to to write that little article with bruce's photo this spring in memory of bruce because bruce just crossed over Mm. in the spring from from cancer wow let's go back to that air for a second because when you say and when i got to know you and got to realize you know you were hitting a hundred foot plus cliffs like that's that's no fucking joke man like and i saw the movies like i saw ski movie one and saw you do that air and i've seen the photos and stuff and i've showed a lot of my friends like and and no no one can can fathom it like it's just and even to this day and i've been skiing my whole life you know you know i'll hit some cliffs that are decently big 30 40 foot i don't know but the size and magnitude of that cliff, like 
Yeah, like, like, how, what was going through your head mentally when you were when you were preparing to to drop off this thing? Because it's just, I, I can't even fathom it. Yeah. And and you know, were you just were you in a in a you know in a state of zen? Were you like like I, what I what was rolling through? I need I need to chip in there because I know very little of your background coming from where I've come from and quite removed from this world. But learning of those pieces and history and everything there in the last week mm-hmm. literally and then hearing your connection to and and uh and spiritual guidance on yeah approaching some of those cliffs and taking those drops that just like answered it to me yeah <laughs> but 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 okay yeah no totally but but i also look at it and say i'm gonna hit a cliff that big i'm gonna like there's there's a good chance i'm gonna die i mean you know like did you i, I did did you there, test there. the landing did you probe the landing did you know how much fresh powder you said it was a bit flat like it's just crazy i mean anytime i've shown that clip to anybody their eyes just go boing and oh, they're like ta- i think you're talking about the 150 footer in alaska well i'm, so I'm talking ta- a- this this one i was talking about is pretty much that 100 footer in diamond ball well still in, in whistler but I'll, I'll tell you guys <laughs> I, I i pretty much just follow my leadings so if i get a leading um you know i i sit with it i pray on it i ask for guidance open up the space, see what comes, research it well. And I've pretty much already, I've pretty much already done it. Mm. And when it's time, it's just autopilot. Okay. Yeah. And if I don't see it clear, you know, when I dream on it, then it's not for me. But, uh, you know, we're, we're going back quite a ways here. And during those times, I would... I would really work it physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually mm-hmm. through do that work. And if it still was clear and the leading was green light, I felt like I had, you know, I'd pretty much already done the work. Then it was this autopilot and see it through. That's, you know, a, lot, love that, a lot of how I, I like or, or how I resonate. So that's mm-hmm. how it's resonating at that time. But I'll tell you something that I haven't really spoken about is when when I went through that year in '99, um, you know, up to up to up to Alaska was quite was quite potent because I for the first time had a you know a budget coming through Olin Ski, so the it would pretty much have that ability to land on whatever wherever i I wanted Mm -hmm. was quite a a responsibility but was also pretty incredible regardless we shot a lot of photos and a lot of footage was shot when it came out the following year and i actually i can't even say that when i saw that 150 footer I saw the video of it. The 16 millimeter rolled out just as I took off. So all that was left of that was like a little high eight camera. And then we got down the mountain. So we're up at points North in Cordova, Alaska. And we're sitting there in, in at the lodge and they put it on and everyone just, Oh my God, 
that's insane. Wow. Amazing. And I looked at it and I didn't like what I saw. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 it didn't sit well. Did it not? But really, really, that was the power of the decision mm. of saying, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to create this art because to me that's that's what it was mountain mm -hmm. canvas boom skis brush and then there i am creating painting on this on this canvas you know that 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 erases itself and that nature you know clears the canvas on and uh, its own accord i was like wow this is a really beautiful art so to me it was it was this an interesting journey to create that art share that art and then really start the the experience between creating the art and then sharing it is a quite a delicate experience for me yeah and when i saw some of that art i was like i don't know i don't know how i feel about that and that was quite a powerful time because now we're in 2000, okay, I'd won the tour, boom, Powder Magazine cover, you know, acclaimed the most iconic cover, powder cover of all times, you know, German Playboy's calling me, okay, now wow. Playboy Magazine, all right, there's Outside Magazine, okay, let's go, rock these stories, I got, um, you know, companies calling me, offering me $100,000 to go hit the same cliff again for their oh, car commercial. Shit. And I was kind of like, I felt a certain energy, you know, of the, of making that choice to mm. create that art and then share it. And, and we roll into 2000 and then I'm with Brett. He's hitting a road gap. We're filming it. I wasn't filming it, but the heavy hitting film. So that film you always refer to. Heavy hitting films, parental advisory. Parental advisory. advisory. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That film, <clears throat> there's Brett, he's hitting the road gap and about 60 up over a couple, a couple of lanes. He comes up short, hits the road, boom, sudden death. And that was, um, you know, that was a, that was, that changed my life. I, I don't know if I knew it at that moment. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was a a game it was a it changed my reality for sure yeah so what i can say about you know now now we're into a deeper layer of what's what's investigation of um you know jeff holden's life as you know as a professional athlete yeah because i just want to <laughs> i just kind of want to highlight an emphasis like those two years or i mean more than that but especially in 99 and 2000 like those are those are some of the biggest years of your life obviously right like did you feel like did you feel like you know your ski career was was peaking or were, did you feel like it was just kind of one thing after the other in terms of like, 
um, you know, just amazing opportunities coming your way. And obviously you taking advantage of them and, you know, being the world champ in 99 and having all these, you know, companies approach you wanting to hand you money for doing all like, like it, it just seems like those Enjoying two myself, traveling, yeah, traveling yeah. with Shane, you know, for was, sure. was, was awesome. It does yeah. sound like there was definitely constant conflict or question into the art you were creating though in that those years which is a wild thing probably for someone to hear or think about when maybe the skiing public's just seeing this side of things and then you feel in a whole different world which is just you right that's got to be that's got to be something yeah there's layers definitely there's there's layers for sure those I think that I could I could say that that year was those years where you know people say they it's almost like an uh, awakening. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely on a riding a high line and to be with, to be with, well, here I am with Brett, followed up by, you know, his sudden death, mm. followed up by um, a car accident, followed up by another car accident, followed up by cliff diving uh, Okanagan Lake, 30-footer swan dive into water, feet over the head. Oh, was where I felt a little low back. Mm. Jeez. Yeah. So wham, wham, wham. Yeah. And and I feel felt like-, like I was in a uh, a new layer of of reality. So I basically I bought a you know when I talk about leadings, art right, is nineteen ninety seven, and I'm banging nails and Whistler. I get this leading to. Um, to go to the East Kootenays and buy a house out. Well, at that time, the leading was in Fernie. And that's basically what I did. Pretty much dropped my tool belt straight there. And um, within that weekend-ish, I had, in a short period of time, this this little um, cottage at, at Rosen Lake. And... While I, I had that place in the East Kootenays, I still lived in Whistler. So from 94 to 04, I had a, a base camp. But at that time, it was like really grateful to just shift out of Whistler because I felt like I was in a little bit of um, a bubble. You know, I was in, in a particular bubble. So it was nice to get out of that bubble. Ski boots on at the wood stove drive my sled off the front lawn, little ski touring in the backyard and just feel a little more um, outside of the, uh, the, the energy of what entering and winning a world tour and hitting a bunch of big airs mm-hmm. where that had had led me so yeah yeah that then then came a a long period of unwinding so mm-hmm. i i engaged some ceremonial work 
an eight-year commitment with a particular uh, style of work, a lot of different travels through the Amazons. And um, I was led to start building out free ride events. And the main focus for me was to um, implement physical and mental boundaries. So when I talk about that, you know, Whistler contest or those early days, um, there were, we, we really had no specific containment. There was no particular container that was wide open on, on one level, you know, amazing, right? How, how beautiful. And, and on another level, you know, it's a, it's a pretty delicate, um, delicate environment. Chaos and order, yeah, structure in so, mean, the divine. I think early on you were talking about you know free ride. So it's like, all right, there's this free ride part of Jeff, and that's how I, I was I was led to give back. You know, mm-hmm. they're being with my good good friend, hitting the road, watching him take his last breath. It was like, wow, you know, physical and mental boundaries. What a fine, you know, what a fine line. So I quite enjoyed setting up venues and i use the bamboo to to more as for me it's more of a harm reduction approach mm-hmm. you look at the mountain look at the venue and you can start directing traffic mm-hmm. so that felt good to me it felt good to me to connect with the athletes and you know say say the things that that nobody said to me mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. righteous yeah i i i, I want to go back to brett for a second um, cause just only a few days ago, you and I had a, had a, had a special moment on top of, on top of Mount Roberts. And, uh, I feel like it's kind of, we've been up there a few times together. It's kind of become this annual tradition, you know, when Jeff is in town, you know, to run the Canadian open and we get a day off. We like to go on top of Mount Roberts and, and we'll get into Mount Roberts because it has, um, obviously it, it's got, uh, a lot of good history in your life and, and skiing on there and running events on there and stuff like that. But I just want to share our, our quick moment we had together. You know, we did a ceremonial prayer at the top, which, you know, I enjoyed dearly with yourself and, you know, it's, it's after hours, the ski resorts closed it's a bit windy up there. No one's around. It's 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 special, you know. It's it's just us on top of the mountain, doing our thing, and um, you know, and yeah. Once you kind of wrapped up the prayer and and gave you know like a ceremonial chant and you know blessed everybody to the West and the South and the North and everything. It was just, it, it, it just, it built up and it, it was giving me shivers and I was just loving every second of it. And as soon as we kind of finished, sure enough, you know, these two Ravens just appear out of nowhere, just fly up, up the ridge and start circling around. And, you know, I just, I I couldn't believe it. And, and, you know, I lost my good, my my best friend, Kenneth, 
you know, just a few years ago and a similar death to, to Brett's, a sudden death, a sudden impact. Mm. And um, at that moment when I saw those two ravens, it, it was just clear to me. It's like Brett and Kenneth are coming to say hi. Like we just finished this, you know, this amazing prayer and, and just sending energy out to the world and, you know, like just, um, just sharing our passion and love for life and the mountains and, you know, just embracing this, our environment and, uh, our love for the people and, and what we do. And, um, and it, it just, it hit me hard. So I was, uh, yeah, I, I just, you know, do you want to share a little bit more about Brett? Like, like when did you uh, meet him? Cause I know obviously he was one of your best buds. Um, were you guys living together out, out in Whistler? Did you guys ski together? Obviously you said, you know, after he died, it changed your life. Like, and I know you've, you know, you just went on to, um, to talk about, you know, um, uh, buying a place in near, near Jaffrey and stuff like that. And kind of, kind of shifting gears and starting to kind of implement um, looking at running, you know, free ski event for the junior athletes and stuff like that. But I just kind of want to dive a little bit deeper in, in kind of, you know, and into that and, and uh, what, what, what Brett meant to you and what, you know, your guys's connection and your friendship and kind of the, the impact a, of that a experience. very kindred spirit. Yeah. You know, he's someone who I'm, I met, we, we just shared a, um, like a beautiful relationship. Yeah. You know, there's a, a sweet connection and I looked up to him, you know, he had a lot more experience than I, he, um, he grew up in Calgary and him and his, <clears throat> his good bud, Damien, those guys were, those guys were in the Rockies from a, you know, a, a, an early age. So he was, uh, a really, yeah, he was a really good skier mountain man with, um, a lot of sensibilities. Um, I quite enjoyed the experience of being in the mountains with him. We skied a really nice first ascent in the Joffrey group off the northeast face of Mount Howard. You know, seen Brett, seen Brett gripped in a in a few particular uh, moments. Traveled, jumped in the you know traveled up. Um, north atlin atlin bc with him and flew in flew in onto a a glacier got dropped a, a, by a plane for a week and hmm. you know spent some nice time walking around the mountains like we jumped on the ferry actually up up the inside passage and that's and, a beautiful part of the world yeah i got off in juno and uh toured around but he's someone that yeah on the daily he worked at the keg. He was a chef at the keg. So, okay, boom, day's done. Roll in, see Brett. And it was, uh, man, he was a joyful, spirited, beautiful man. And uh, I considered him, uh, you know, someone, uh, uh, a good friend, but someone I, I looked up to uh, who was uh, a beloved. Yeah, so... Yeah. It was, it was almost, you know, it was a shock. It was shocking mm -hmm. to see him hit the road that day and be with him when he took his last breath. And it took a while to, 
um, integrate that experience. How, how old were you? I guess I probably would have been 23-ish. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You Somewhere young. around there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and who's he? Is he old? Was he older than you? We were same age. Oh, same age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Same age. So crazy. Yeah, I mean, it was a. Uh, I mean, what do we say? These deep experiences are. You know what you what comes down the, what you get. I had a, I had some big experiences, so I did my best to integrate them. And that that came, I found uh, I found myself deepening into into ceremonial work <clears throat> and unwinding my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that started with uh, studying uh, like uh, neurosomatics. I did a neurosomatic therapy training. Um, did a lot and a lot of ceremonial work. Did a particular commitment for eight years. Um studied became a registered biodynamic cranial sacral therapist um deeper connection to you know my own nervous system and the unseen and a lot of variety of layers here and on on this uh shall we say this spectrum of reality hmm. pre and perinatal attachment psychology that that to me is a really beautiful works like the foundation of my work Mm -hmm. um addiction studies i currently work as casual at a at a remote wilderness-based addictions treatment center and while i don't have any substance i really never have had any substance abuse um challenges other than my uh, infatuation with chocolate (laughs) i found that I could find some similarities in my relationship with uh, adrenaline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. What, you know, so people, wow, that's amazing. You know, here, more money, job, big, bigger cliffs, more and more. Here's, you know, more money. Mm -hmm. That energy for me, you know, needed some, some unpacking. Yeah. Any anything, and definitely that in your experience there can become a an avoidance of something else that sits deeper or sits underneath a few more layers that then processes out into the world. That's uh, definitely an interesting one. I want to, before we progress further, thank you both for sharing that one. You definitely kindred brothers in a, in a lot of ways there and i know when ryan shared that story um the other day of you two being up top of robbie and had mentioned finishing the ceremony and the prayers and the two ravens coming out i couldn't help but think that that's universal sound and you know a, a higher meaning of everything coming together and being exactly where it is so thank you both for that um there's a little nickname that gets banded around here, yeah. Mr. Jeff Holden. I don't know where it comes from, but I'd like to know the origin and the story of the snow ghost. And uh, the tail on that too is what is then your relationship with the source, the life force, the energy of water? Because surely they 
they got to tie together a little bit. The snow ghost. <laughs> well, the snow ghost. <laughs> I mean, you're. It seems like here we are in the uh, eternal paradox of being a uh, human being in physical form. Um, and I, I feel like in ways, um, you know, we tap into the snow ghost. We're kind of going back to what we just, we're kind of going into the vein that we, we kind of, you know, we just touched, we were sort of just in. So I'm not certain that's the, the direction because we were just we were just there. Mm-hmm. Brett Brett definitely I could tell you that I had a large fire and I put on all of my ski gear. And the snow ghost, <laughs> which and I burnt it all. Oh, yeah, I burnt it all in that fi- in that fire. Huh. And it was a it was a a letting go, right? Of a, of uh, of sorts, yeah. So that was like a chapter. Yeah, yeah. That was like a that was a chapter, and the energy of water. You know, my my waking up to being of water. There's Ryan. He's talking about you know the beauty of of being on the mountain and and doing ceremony and you know being with the birds. And for me, that that you know subtle connection to nature and to being of the air. Here we are, breathing the same air, you know, being born a spark of the spark of life, the fire. Mm-hmm. Water, the life force, it sustains all living things. Connected to the earth. Here we are on the mountain. I really resonate a lot, too, with African traditions. You know, some of those traditions suggest that the, the, the mountains hold the stories of our ancestors. So when I look at why am I so drawn to mountains, you know, when I look at my story and I look at my life, you know, I can feel certain threads, you know, certain threads of connection. Um, And I find that I have been drawn specifically over the last 20 years and more so, you know, as I we just talked about some bigger experiences, you know, for me personally, and then tuning more inward to waking up to what I am, you know, a spirit inside a man here and uh, of the elements of the earth elements. So for me, water, you know, is, is in the West and I migrated a lot to really beautiful places, whether that be North, you know, deep uh, on an Island way, you know, below the Hamathco ice field, um, surrounded by glaciers, um, solo for periods of time, tuning in to the energy and frequency of water. So, water 
love, peace, hope, and reverence live inside water's presence. A natural essence inside you and I. Love water. Keep the vibe high. <laughs> love it, Jeff. I love, love it. it. I definitely, yeah, resonate heavily with that growing up by the salt water and the tide lines always being on the horizon and endlessly watching into the distance and feeling the flow of things move and shift and knowing that where those came from was the other side of the earth but the other side of me perhaps and moving across here and now being in a whole different landscape a different structure of water just leads that energy and that presence of life and like we're doing now, we're sharing stories through it, yeah, and making and experiencing it. Yeah, where where there's there's free ride, Jeff. You know, and uh, then there's you know holding space. Yeah, that's another part of Jeff. Free ride, Jeff is okay. We just all right, boom. Early free ride, Jeff's hitting 150 foot cliffs. He's you know in German I'll, Playboy. I'll, yeah, he's he's, in, <laughs> he's he's doing that. And everyone has their own journey, you know? Totally. I, I, I don't, I do not want to obviously blanket anyone or mm-hmm. anything. The skill set of the athletes these days is, is mine, is, is amazing, is incredible. And via the competition scene, it felt like an opportunity to, over the last 20 years, to shift the game. And, direct athletes in the container in a more healthy manner to help preserve their water water frequency here's this you know yeah. it holds memory i mean that's what i believe you know i'm right it with so you holding memory holding frequency if you impact to what level your water you are essentially shifting its frequency. So we used to hit hard and that was a thing, you know? And, and so for me, I was like, that was a, you know, a big, that was an awakening. Mm. All right, let's change the game. Smooth it out. Stick landings, mm. a skill set, not, you know, let's, let's, who, who can, who can, you know, hawk the biggest to, with no intent to stick. Like I appreciate the opportunity of being able to, you know, fly over 80, over a hundred feet and have done the work to actually land soft and not impact your water. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that's a beautiful experience. I know Mm -hmm. Julian does that really well, you know, good for him, you know, he's, experiencing what he wants to experience you know what what is what are we doing here what's life about well what do you want to feel what do you want to feel and then we go through our journey on some level i think all feeling uh experiencing and learning different things at different times so you know full range on a spectrum for me it's like okay i got a, a an experience pretty pretty quick and i felt like i impacted my water mm. in a way mm. that was not um you know i had a variety of of impacts whether they were on my skis through the car accidents through the the traumatic experience of watching my beloved hit the road sudden death yeah 
<clears throat> so I needed to clean up my water. Mm. Yeah. And so Amen. That 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 you know, I, I went on a deep journey. I'm still on it. You know, went on a deep spiritual journey to to clean up my water and along the way it's just learning more about connection, you know, presence, connection and you know what's what's imp- what's important. So I got free ride Jeffs over here rocking this Canadian open, keep the vibe high. I mean, I've been rhyming freestyling since walking to school, at, you know, at 11 years old. So to me, let's be with the people. Yeah. I love the community. Um, you know, the the everyone's t- together sharing this mountain culture. It's looking at the mountain and putting their piece of work together, their piece of art. And then in real time, sharing that art, your picture, your painting. And now we're down here judging this thing. So what an interesting, um, you know, an interesting container sport that that we're engaged in. So mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's, you know, in, in, do, 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 does what I can to help give back. Mm-hmm. Totally, and and actually, you know, do what I can to keep the vibe high. You're doing mm-hmm. it. I, I wanna, yeah, I wanna touch on holding space. Okay, because mm-hmm. you've said holding space a few times, but what is holding space? Holding space is a state of being. Okay, it's the planet you're from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> going back to the first answer, right on. Yeah, it. I spoke about you know the the parts of me that are, you know, working with those that are looking to help themselves out, you know, whether that's taking 18 to 24 year old males on, you know, struggle working through addiction up into the mountains or, um, I was just running a music therapy program at another treatment center, which I really appreciate that work, mm. um, somatic work on uh on the table you know my i travel with my table so if i got yeah. a day you know in the town after the event someone is looking for some work or you know specific ceremonial work um that is that is the work of holding space that's more like my soul's purpose you know that's more like my my soul's work mm-hmm. and to hold in space is really about to be seen to be felt and to be heard is connection to be holding space beautiful yeah man i mean you yeah you touched on rapping i know that you had like you know when you run all these events the kids are always when you're presenting you know the the athlete meetings and all that the kids are always you know they know you rap like they know you have that creative side to you and and uh and yeah it's it's beautiful and um yeah what were you gonna say Keith? i was gonna say yeah you shared a fun little uh grooving ditty with us on the chairlift the other day did you end up getting into ryan's office and uh feeling out and working on that one so yeah more I re- to how you i attuned? recorded a new song at yeah, a boy in ryan's office last night good that's sweet good can't when when uh might we be blessed to hear that one again oh or can we get a sound bite? Uh, well, you don't have to. You don't have to. I know it's. I know it's. I know it's a. 
or or a soundbite of something. I don't know if I, you know, it's so it's fun to sit down and just have a conversation, see yeah. where it goes. Yeah. You guys were talking about water. Keep the vibe high. Entered the scene here. You know that energy of water. So the roots of keep the vibe high. Yeah. I just love water, keep the vibe high. Nice. So when I was deep, out deep in nature, cleaning up my water, helping myself out, mm-hmm. feeling the energy of that Hamathco ice field, not too far away. I, um, you know, and that, and also that's the, to me that's the water is the is the positive, you know, is the feminine energy it's the nurturing energy it's the life giving mm, the mother energy. mother totally yeah so that energy of of water and the glaciers i mean there's ancient knowledge right stored in the ice untouched you know pristine preserved and you know as the earth heats up and global warming and all this crisis and i like to just keep dreaming that that water that that ice is melting and at a rapid pace and that wisdom in that water in those glaciers funneling down the mountain into the valleys and now at a quicker rate we are drinking that water and waking up which is precisely why things are so heavy right now is because a lot of shadow is being revealed Mm -hmm. and there's the paradox quicker you wake up the more you see yeah the more you feel the more is really uh you know here so Keep the vibe high. You know, the roots of that is love water, keep the vibe high. And then, of course, there we are. I think it was Canadian Open 07, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's everybody, rap, rap, rap. The kids chanting, you know, rap, rap, rap. <laughs> and they got, and love water, keep the vibe high was the chorus, you know. So everyone got on it, and then I'd sound bite that. And the next you, thing you know, we, we, we had a fun little song that was the you know was the community song rooted in water and that kind of birth keep the vibe high you know then it sort of morphed you know love water sort of morphed into free ride free ride keep the vibe high yeah and then all right that's fueled by so for me i'm like channeling the energy of water to the people mm-hmm. and that's that's its root you know that's that's the I'm s- sitting over here smiling my face off, Jeff, because I feel like you've just talked to my soul and to a, a bunch personally experienced in the last couple of weeks. I was fortunate enough to head up to a Misqui Pass under mm. the lodge there on the edge of Yoho National Park and my uh, chosen task for the lodge was going out every morning and pailing the water that we would receive and drink and heat and cook with and basking in the shadows and the light of Mummery Glacier out to the west. And I had some things come through in my time up there that just fully led and connect and and answered 
year, decade-long kind of subconscious questions. And I can't help but think that, yeah, maybe that shadow and the light and the water of the glacier and everything was was just imprinting. And we had one specific evening where I was like, I need to go out and just be with the mother and just take my time with her and see the whole hydrological cycle. And, yeah, I'm smiling hearing this heavily. Yeah, the, the water is the key for sure. And, and you know, there's the paradox, right, mm. of like – some some deep experience waking up connecting you know there's there's usually that at times and a level of intensity that you know Definitely. almost forces one to expand their consciousness i mean at least a little bit that's a bit of my experience working in the trauma field you know i, I work as a um i work in the trauma field trauma resolution when i'm not doing free you know that's what holding space is doing yeah when he's not, not doing free ride he's not doing free ride guy so to me and that that space is uh is is quite potent the work of pre and perinatal attachment psychology preconception conception the birth process and formative years those any adverse imprints within your preconception to the formative years essentially lay down the blueprint for your life when i say your i'll just own it mine and there's the cycle how many how what is it what do you need what does it take in order to create the conditions to actually create a healing experience hmm. versus recapitulating the adverse imprints yeah and that's that's you know yes about holding space and that's 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 it. a big part of what 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 I'm doing my best to do to take care of myself so I can at least be of service to to others mm-hmm. and and that's the beauty that's the beauty of uh, of those we talk about some of those early early years there's adverse imprints in there. Yeah, there's adverse imp- for sure. There's adverse imprints that created um, some conditions for me to live. What one could say is absolutely amazing, and the flip side, slightly abusive. That's the paradox. The battle of light and dark. <laughs> yeah, the battle. The battle. The paradox. Of light and the dichotomy. Dark. Yeah. 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 That's it um yeah keep the vibe high is 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 special it's it's a special saying it's it's like keep the vibe high yeah it's it's um it's so cool because the first time i heard it is when you know uk rolled into town and we were doing the athlete meetings for canadian open and all of a sudden you know you're chanting to the kids when i say free i'll say ride free ride free ride when i say keep the vibe y'all say hi keep the vibe ah keep the vibe ah free ride keep the vibe you've created Five, four, three two one drop, drop in. in if you're having fun my friends you win respect yourself each, each other in the mountain, mountain fill up your cup and drink from, from the fountain, fountain of water we're loving each 
And fat face shots in powder snow. Go free ride, keep the vibe high. You and I fly when we fly sky high. Water is alive, yo. Free ride, flow, free flow, when fluidity, technique, style, and energy. Line score, control your ability. This is free ride, keep the vibe high in me. Feel the vibe. Boom. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. That's you know that but, that all that is that that's ride new lines, make new friends, learn something about yourself and you win. It's so good, man. <laughs> it's such it's such Amen. It's yeah. such an amazing message to these kids honestly. Like this this mantra you've created, free ride, keep the vibe high. To me, it's just it's it's embedded. It's now embedded into Canadian like free ski history and yeah. culture. And like you know, you go to all these events, and I want to talk a little bit more about that. What you're doing nowadays, and you're you know you're the technical director and head judge of all these events, and you know you founded Western Canada Free Ride. But anywhere you go, you know, even today on the mountain, we're setting up the boundaries for the event. And, you know, some of the athletes are showing up early to check out the venue, check out the snow conditions. And they always come off to you and they're like, keep the vibe high. And the parents keep the vibe high. Like it's, you know, you've created this movement and it's, um, it's just really cool to see. And I know you've taken it even a step further, you know, you've done keep the vibe high ski camps and, um, like you just, yeah. To me, it's just it's just created this this positive energy around around free riding and free skiing, and you're passing that on to the kids, and you're giving back to them, and they feel it. They send it back to you. It's pretty cool, man. The keep the vibe high camps are fun because it's um instead of a like we score them too, you know we we I'll score them right uh, on the criteria. But there's a spiritual scorecard. Feedback's one side, important. One side is the venue. There's the venue photo. The other side is physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. And so that, so when we go back into this dialogue, right? It's like, hey, what was cool about it for me about doing, I loved researching lines. And all right tap into the line, tap into the energy of the mountain. And and then does it, what is my connection to it? Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, intuitively. And so that that is a, the essence of, of the Keep the Vibe High camps, is draw your line on, draw your line on the map and really get inside it, get inside it as deeply as you can and then connect your experience to the line then if you work do that work physically mentally emotionally spiritually intuitively my experience was it's automatic it's automatic that okay then boom autopilot and i think that's what a lot of the the greatest athletes and you know those those all as I say, I'm not going to step outside of my own experience, but when I did that work, it was a beautiful experience to just be present mm. and moving down the mountain in tune with, you know, with my creation. So that's kind of what I'm, what, what I'm, I'm trying to give back. And once we get to the bottom, kick up the tunes and have a celebration, 
you know, Revy was a little pizza party. And that's the next thing you know, I got some uh, new Instagram account, Jeff Holden's Eyebrows. <laughs> oh, I <laughs> did say heck? that drift across the uh, interwebs the All other day. All of a sudden, these kids are, I give them the mic and everyone's like, I really love your eyebrows. And it's like, wow, you know, I think at some point I was insecure about my eyebrows. I go get my hair cut and the, the, the haircut, the, the dress is like, uh, would you like me to cut your eyebrows? Frig no, buddy. <laughs> let him, let him <laughs> like, be I don't free. Know. Okay, next, okay, uh, you know, would you like to trim up those eyebrows for you? Like, <laughs> oh, man, I'll start feeling secure about my eyebrows. Oh, uh, classy. And now you got an Instagram account. Whilst we're Not uh, your own, but. Hilarious. Whilst we're on the topic of tails, by the sound of things, Ryan mentioned the, uh, the other day about. Uh, 20 years free ride and we watched that sweet vid yeah you love that vid i could oh, see dude. the emotion in your eyes yeah, last dude. night it was yeah, fantastic it. i teared up for a minute of it i know well, my dude. heart on my sleeve yeah it was great and uh the return of the snow ghost and apparently <laughs> apparently i would like to hear it directly from the horse's mouth there was a a wrong podiums <laughs> winner's story where Snow Ghost was in full effect. The vibe was high, and there was a little whoopsie about who ended up well, on the I podium. Told you, you you said you were, you wanted to go into the Snow Ghost there, <laughs> and I told you that I burned everything. <laughs> right, this is around my buddy's death, you know, and my like my high point of my career, mm-hmm. and I I needed to shift the gears, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it was not easy. No, no, it wasn't easy. So, yeah, I, 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 I burnt it all, and that was the first time, Ryan. So he's like, okay, snow ghost. <laughs> I was fired up, man. You were fired because you did that twenty years of free ride video before the event. I remember you coming into town. You're like, I got a video idea. You know, it's been twenty years since our inaugural event on Mount Roberts. You know, like I want to tell the story. I want to tell the history of of you know my twenty years of free ride of running events and stuff. So, anyways, well, we're just sh- curating. You know, it's good to cure, curate history. Which, yeah, which. Oh man, you, I you, learned a lot personally, and I was just so grateful for for that video project that you did. And you, you know, you brought back all that footage from, from the nineties and, and, uh, man, yeah, it was cool. See the legends that came before us. Yeah, yeah exactly. Jack's on my shirt. Captain, and then learning Jack. this guy was one of the main reasons that drew me to Roslyn and the town in the first place and part of the culture. And then seeing him in the video the other night, I was like, you, you, oh, right, so, man. You, oh, hold on. I gotta, I gotta answer Keekstar's question. But here. do you see his beard? How, have, have, I, just, I just want you to notice that. I don't know if you've noticed that. You see in his beard? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you knew that. Okay, oh, yeah. cool. <laughs> okay. I'm just making sure. Thank you. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Looking good, after each other. Had a boy. That's a good one. That's a good uh, friends. No friends on a powder day, Rosalind BC. This was the year I moved just, across. Just so the viewers and have that some the, concept. So the viewers have, uh, listeners have some concept of what, what, yeah. what we're yeah. talking about. <laughs> old, old friends on here. a powder day, yeah. Captain Jack Carey is what, what we're talking about here. Absolutely. The spirit of it all, which is, yeah. To, 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 to not just breeze over mm-hmm. what you brought up there. It was Chappelle... Giver Chappelle is fired up. Okay, Snow Ghost must return. <laughs> so, uh, okay. And so that was the first time since 
2000, mm. that the snow ghost returned. Yeah. And it was intense under that sheet, my friend. I, I Yeah, I bet. You had the sheet on, the eyes are poked out, the, the backpack, the skis crossed on the backpack. Did you realize the gone. weight of what you were doing, right? No, I was just, <laughs> I was all in. I was like, we have to make this happen. Jeff's down. Like, I just saw parental advisory, you know, him shedding the snow ghost in this big bonfire. And then, and then sure enough, nobody knew. And he, you know, got all dressed up, had it all dialed in. And it was like proper like well that's 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 the beauty of of the paradox there too right you're in 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 an intense moment you got a full room you're holding the energy and then you have a moment of like whoops (laughs) (laughs) and root your feet down and take a deep breath and that that space right there that's that's holding space mm-hmm. you know that's that's compassion yeah that's that's community that's you know the 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 opposite of of that is uh the ice isolation mm. so when we were talking about water back there i wouldn't even say for me some of my um burning and uh shifting burning burning of a a lot of memory through the time with the snow ghost but it it was um the challenging times came through isolation Mm. yeah isolation so for me that moment of being surrounded by community and being in a moment of like Mm. whoa and actually cultivating compassion to continue to hold the space and um, you know re readjust um, quick was actually really healing for me. Yeah, that makes a lot of Beautiful. sense, and especially for you to kind of bridge the gap between the evolutions of self and the well, the, you, you the did titles, it. if you will, like you. Unbeknownst to Ryan, you've created this and he created this scenario of like checking in of what was, what was special, now what is, and it allowed you to really ground back into that moment. Yeah. Amidst a whoops kind of moment. So, yeah. And, and, and you react to that moment so great. I'll never forget it. You honed it in so <laughs> good. You're like, I asked moment of science, and then and then you. I know you're. Yeah, say what you're gonna say. I know. I know exactly what you're gonna say because you asked. You asked for like forgiveness for, 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 from the community. That's yeah. the first thing you said. Yeah, guys, I need to ask for your forgiveness at this moment. These are not the correct podium finishers. <laughs> you guys are gonna have to step off the podium. <laughs> I'll never forget some of their faces when they were called up. Like what? What? Looking around like I just won. No, yeah, I wasn't even close. Guy, oh. Run all the way down to like you know, there's skis like they weren't even close. Usually, if the podium winners know they're going to win, their skis are like close just outside if, the lodge. These guys ran around the if, damn lodge for times. whatever reason. Any of the podium places prior or ladder happen to be listening to this, please get in touch and send us a message and 
and and oh we'll, yeah, we'll give some blessings back. Oh that's yeah, gonna I know. Be hilarious to oh, hear. The kid from twenty sixth place jumps up to first. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of them lives down the street. One of them lives down the street too, so he better be listening. <laughs> I talked to oh, I talked man. to them. All, I talked to them all after. Of course, they had they loved it. Yeah. yeah, they had a blast. memorable. My remember, and I think it was Brian Coles from Golden. He was uh, Brian Cole. He was Coles. He was like, that was the, that was the coolest thing that possibly could happen because <laughs> it created this huge, um, like tension field. Yeah, that for him was was the highlight of the event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you never know what'll happen when you put on. And you you bury this you bury the snow ghost, burn it up, and bring a bring the snow ghost back. That's 20, a, twenty years later. Yeah, I sweat my ass off under that sheet. That I know, intense. dude. <laughs> that was a time. That was good. Yeah. Does that answer your question, Keith? That, oh, that that absolutely that answers that my that question. That Thanks. That perfect. Did, much, much more in depth than I anticipated to, which uh, I'm appreciative for, Jeff. Oh man, it happens. I think I was at Kimberly um last weekend standing there um mic in hand, no gloves on, just like, you know, frostbite, <laughs> giving out the awards. <laughs> and um it's easy to it's easy to read. You got, you know, keep the vibe high, keep the totally. tunes, keep the tunes pumping. Mm-hmm. I but, think I, mm-hmm. I, I think I even shuffled fourth and fifth. I had to catch myself right there. Mm. Well, that's such a good, you know, teaching moment for all of the the kids and athletes you're involved with too. To be like, hey, I'm me. Yeah, I'm human. Paradoxically. Bear with me as I navigate through this and and figure it out with you and connect with you as best I can. But we're going to stumble along the way. A hundred percent. And have fun doing it. No one's perfect. No. We're all going to make mistakes. You know, grow from them. You betcha. Keep giving her. Oh. Um, Hey, nice. There we go. That's that's the first one for the episode, no? It's taking a while. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But we before we get into our final question, Keegs, um, I I just quickly want to hear what is um what does the future hold for for Mister Holden for the next little bit? You got any um, you always got projects in the works, whether you want to you know touch on them or not. Um, but what is what is the next little what does the next little bit look like for uh for the Snow Ghost? Well, I was just uh working on. Getting another event rolling because we just got a no result in the uh, fog there in Revel Revel Sock. <laughs> so we got to get through the season. It's, That's it's, a bugger. It's thumping. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have twenty events in Western Canada currently sitting as the the judge chair on the IFSA board, overseeing a um, you know the judging for a hundred events in the Americas. Um. I just recorded a, a a song in your office last night. Um, I am I, I'm gonna I'm looking at um, facilitating a um, holding space movement medicine uh, circle in Roslyn on Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, circle. Oh, I'm gonna get circle along up with, that. with the community intentions, 
It's more of an intentional space. I love it. Yeah, live set. We need more of that. So more more music, you know, cultivating um, connection mm-hmm. through vibration. Um, yeah, working on, uh, having fun creating. We got about like 15 songs in the hopper, so probably release a, a record and uh in the spring just you know trying to keep creative keep creating i enjoy the process of song for me is like uh you know it's like a uh, it's like a journal yeah absolutely you know, and and mm-hmm. and see what i what i can learn about myself and mm-hmm. uh share it and in that uh creative domain so that's fun um i've been working on my holding space website so that's a variety of 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 offerings um you know that that's a a combination of 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 a variety of essentially um therapeutic trauma based resolution work and a lot of people they're like oh, i don't have any trauma it's like man you, <laughs> everyone's got shadows you, you got squeeze you got you got squeezed through through the you got sweet you were birthed into life that's a big that's a big one right there mm-hmm. so i've been enjoying the experience of of working of sculpting that site because it's almost awesome. like an, an an initiation um for myself to really deepen into my work and my my soul's purpose for being here and on this planet and giving back. Um, so I'm working on that. And then behind the scenes, I'm always documenting. So I talked about being up there on the escarpment, cutting my chops. Um, so much of my journey has been, uh, I've learned a lot on these mountains. So I've kind of been documenting along the way. So there'll be a documentary that'll, here it's 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 right self into the world at, oh, at some point in time so it's kind of like a life a life project that i i enjoy i enjoy working on and um yeah it's kind of currently currently where i'm at i love it yeah we could you could you could give me a call and and we could uh session on on monday my my massage table my bodywork table is in my truck I'm rolling with it. I got some tools in my truck. And, wow. Uh, yeah, I'm just a, be a, being of service to... Love to speak with you on that, brother. Being of service to the people. I love it. You got lots going on, brother. You're not just running a hundred whatever events, eh? <laughs> well, I'm, not running, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not running a hundred events. Well, I'm just I, taking a look at a schedule that's got a hundred events on it. You're kind of overseeing the majority of them. Moving, grooving, living with your life's passions. We like to hear about it. That's for certain. I'm so. feeling grateful. I'm feeling Good. grateful. Yeah. Before Keegan yeah. asks, asks you the final question of the evening. The final question. The final. The final. <laughs> the final. Um, where can people follow you? Where can people follow your journey? Well, um, like I said, this. Well, you're an in person guy, right? So it's. Uh, yeah. I like no. it. 
I like it that way. <laughs> no, I know. It's, um, it's the best that way. You but, could hit me right right up there, Jeff Holden on Instagram. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Holden. Hit me with a DM. Yeah. Um, I get this. Um, you, you could even go to keepthevibehigh.com. That's what I want to hear. Yeah, right yeah. at the bottom of that page there is a contact us. Yeah. Shoot me a message right there. Perfect. Um, even my email, Holden Space 13. 13. At gmail.com. Let's go. Favorite you two, number. You two are peas out of the Favorite same number. pod, apparently. Yeah. We got to yeah. play some baseball. That's <laughs> right. some hockey. <laughs> I got a lake out front of my house. I've been skating a little bit, a little def, a little bit more than I play ball. Yeah, I can uh, see you hitting some dingers. She freezes over nice and clear. I can see you hitting some dingers I'll, over on Cook. I'll, uh, I'll come lace up the skates with you happily. <laughs> that's the time. That's Jerry on skates. It's Jerry on skates. It's quite you a funny scene. on us. We have you seen a kangaroo on us? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Yeah, more like a Joey on ice. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, holding space live set too. Intentional circles. I'm, I'm into that. If, um, if any, any uh, listeners of the old giver, just giver cast, um, yeah, hit me up at at my IG. I was late to that go. one, but we got Jesus it. <laughs> nice. And um, yeah, we'll circle up in your community, and uh, I love it. Share. Sacred space. Yeah, that's beautiful. Then from there, somebody's usually like, hey, I'm working on this or that or, okay, boom. Then we drop drop deeper, you know? Yeah. Meet and then to meet, the, meet the people where they need to be met. Yeah. And peel through all the layers. Yeah. Love it, Jeff. Absolutely love it. So I feel very blessed here. I got to ask the first question. And I'm getting asked the last one. Friggin' right, Sharkings. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. This is going to be a question we ask all guests. So let's see what comes out of your mighty sphere on this one. What does giver mean to you? Knowing this guy, knowing that word and term, what does it mean to you, Jeff? Mm. Well, give it all you got. One hundred percent commitment. Let's go, baby. How you feeling? <laughs> That's it. Woo! Let's go. That's it. All righty, folks. That's it. I love it. Thank you, gentlemen. It was uh, thank you, Jeff. A pleasure to be uh, be on your. Be with you this evening on this Absolutely. Journey. Heartfelt thank you. Yeah, all the best. Yeah. Much love. Lots more coming. Till next week. All right. See you human beings of planet Earth. That's it. Thank you for coming on, Mr. Holden. And um, that's a wrap for tonight. We will talk to you guys soon. Soak that in. Soak all those messages in. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Cheers. Have a great evening.